Welcome to A Common Thread, the official podcast of Pittsburgh Fashion Week 2020. This podcast is sponsored by Rothschild Trading. For the best in sustainable diamonds, pay them a visit at 717 Liberty Avenue, Suite 203 in downtown Pittsburgh. For more information, visit their website at rothschildtrading.com. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in. This is Nicole, the hair nerd, and today I'm with Eric Andreas from Deepak Squall Salon Systems to talk about clean, eco-friendly beauty products. Hey Erica, how are you? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm super excited to have you on and to get some education while we're talking. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to like be able to talk to another human being about beauty products in general. Like after COVID, I feel like I've been locked up for so long that I need like somebody to talk to about common commonality, you know? Well, that's great because I'm so excited to hear you talk, especially about <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but um, so we're here today to talk about clean and eco-friendly beauty products. Can you tell me what clean and eco-friendly means? Uh, there's no real clear answer to that. Um, I think it differs by what each brand wants to, you know, dictate as clean or eco-friendly. But if I had to generalize it, I would say that clean beauty products are not harmful to us and eco-friendly beauty products are not harmful to the environment. That's perfect. That's exactly what I would have thought. So that's a perfect, easy answer. If I wasn't sure, you just cleared it up for me. Perfect. <laughs> Um, so starting with clean products, what are some key ingredients in those clean products that we want to maybe watch out for, um, you know, to avoid or to like seek out? Uh, so I think every brand again is going to have more like independent and unique choices as far as ingredients go. So I would say it's going to be easier for the consumer and like a longevity wise of sticking to like seeking out these types of products. Yeah. I would say it's going to be more easy to follow what's avoidable. Um, so I would, I'm going to give you like the three heavy hitters that I think most people can recognize. Um, like even my boyfriend is like, I, I've heard those buzzwords and they're negative buzzwords. Um, so, yeah. So the first one's going to be like petroleum products and petroleum byproducts. So petroleum in general is like a byproduct of crude oil, which just sounds disgusting in general. Um, but the most, the most known byproduct of petroleum are going to be your sulfates. Those like SLS and SLES sulfates. And then additionally to those, mineral oil is a byproduct of petroleum. And sometimes uh, mineral oil gets like camouflaged by the mask of the word paraffin. So yeah. if you see paraffin in something, um, it's the same as mineral oil. Um, then after petroleum, you're going to get into like parabens, which is another huge buzzword that everybody knows. Those are preservatives. Those are like linked to wreaking havoc on your endocrine system, which is like your hormones. Oh, wow. So um, yeah, parabens mimic estrogen in your system. So if you're putting some artificial estrogen in your body, your body doesn't know what to do with that. So everything's just going crazy. And then um, I think one of the biggest ones, especially in the salon industry and like the nail salon industry is going to be formaldehyde. All um, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if formaldehyde is listed in an ingredient list, it's generally like in a nail product because it's more of like a dehydrator. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's in like strengtheners, which seems counterproductive to me, but I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but as far as like the hair salon industry goes, formaldehyde is in a lot of keratin treatments. So 
it's not actually listed in the ingredients of a keratin system because it's actually a byproduct of a chemical reaction. So right. methylene, yeah, methylene glycol is what is the ingredients that's listed on your packaging for your smoothing treatments. And then once the product is applied to your hair, the methylene glycol mixes with water and then it produces the gas that is formaldehyde. So a lot of people are conscious about that now. So keratin systems have created alternatives to like anti-formaldehyde treatments that are just as effective crazy. Like all of that information was just like a whole mind blow for me. (laughs) I've been, I'm asked all the time about formaldehyde in, in beauty products. And I'm like, no, like, and then I'll go check and, and like, it's not there. And, and I've taken classes where they're like, no, we don't put that stuff in our product. But then that totally makes sense. What you just said. Yeah. It's, it's a huge selling point for them to be able to say that our product is formaldehyde free, which like all of them start out as formaldehyde free, but they produce formaldehyde. So yeah, but that's why salons are regulated to have those insane ventilation systems is like for the health and safety of your clients. Plus all the stylists, you know, there's 10, 15 stylists in a salon doing these treatments like all day long. So Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely something to be cautious about. Totally mind blown. Holy crap. I'm going to have to like think about that later. Um, (laughs) Do not go down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Maybe I won't, but maybe I won't. But um, so uh, speaking of all the like rules and regulations and stuff like that, do you know if there are any regulations in the beauty industry um, that might be forcing companies to label like ingredients and, and stuff in their products? Um, so I'll try to keep this short because like, it is like, I don't know anything about federal regulations. I'm just, I sell hairspray. Um, (laughs) um, just, I think, I think everybody could admit that like the United States is worlds behind on like environmental protection stuff. Um, I think across the board, Europe is dominating the market. Like they're continuously at the top of every list of like doing everything that they can to, you know, be ethically sourced and humanely treat animals and everything like that. But the FDA did, they do have a list of uh, a really sad number of 11 ingredients that they've prohibited from being in cosmetic products. Um, and just for comparison, Europe has over a thousand. So I think, oh, you know, wow. we, we are doing something, but it's, it's definitely not where it needs to be. Oh, well, that's what I told my mom when I was cleaning my room and I got crowded. I was like, but mom, like I, I cleaned something, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. Right? Like it's still better than good, nothing. Right. right. Yeah. No, no. And then she'd go, no, Nicole, clean your room. You nasty. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So that also is a lot of information. See, you have a lot of good, great information. So we know that plastic Moving on to that, uh, we know that plastic is so bad for the environment. It can take hundreds, if not thousands of years to break down, causing water to be polluted, which I've seen photos and videos, and it's so it's so sad. And that's across the world. That's not uh, just the United States. But um, so causing water to be polluted and animals to die, which again is so freaking sad. Um, what are some things that the beauty industry is doing to keep this from getting worse? Most definitely. Um so I think the number one thing is that people understand the difference between like single use plastics and virgin plastics versus something that's post-consumer recycled material. So all that means is something that's post-consumer recycled, it has already been through the ringer once. Like you're, you're actively using something that is not in the ocean, like something that someone did not throw away. Um, okay. So a a couple of our brands that I'll like name drop on that are doing like above and beyond things are, um, 
we're actually an importer for a company called Lacme. Um, Deep Pasquale, who I work for, is the North American um, like gateway for Lacme, who is a European, they're a Spanish brand. So they are like by far worlds ahead of everything else in the market out there, in my opinion. Um, all of their plastic and their retail bottles is something called green polyurethane. Okay. So, or po- green polyethylene, sorry. Um, so it's actually a plastic that they've produced from sugar cane. So it's a completely oh. like renewable raw material that they've figured out a way to produce. Um, it's a hundred percent recyclable and in the production of it, they are really big on like their waste management procedures. They reuse all of the water in the production of it and all of the energy in their factories is from solar. So like everything that they're doing from like top to bottom is just super sustainable and eco-friendly. Yeah. That's like, like, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I, I so love that. Yeah. It's It's from Spain. Yes. Barcelona, Spain. So again, just Europe dominating this category. Like they're, they're so incredible. (laughs) Wait, do you think, because you said that their plastic is made from sugar cane. Can you eat it? (laughs) No, it definitely still feels like plastic. (laughs) We love sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like sugar cane is easily growable. It's completely renewable. Like it's raw. There's no like harvesting issues with it. It's amply made. So there's no like sustainable issues with it. And then um, another brand that we distribute for Living Proof, which gonna just be honest I am completely biased I love living proof they're a wonderful brand they do like so many things for like so many aspects they're completely well-rounded um they just partnered with TerraCycle which I don't do you know anything about TerraCycle I don't I've heard of it but I don't think I know much about it yet so what they do is they're an independent company. They provide free recycling services to consumers and salons. So I don't know like how in depth with recycling you get, but like it's super confusing because like there's different numbers on things. You don't know if the lid is recyclable or the bottle or if like you need to put them in different right. bins for different numbers. So TerraCycle kind of like takes the headache out of all of that. And what you do is you can do it as a salon or as a consumer. Um, I think it's really great. I mentioned it to my salons because you can create an account and then kind of like incentivize your clients to bring back their used products so that you can recycle uh-huh. them for them. Um, but TerraCycle, you create an account with them and then you send them in um, all of your like retail shampoo bottles and stuff like that. And then for every one pound of material that you send in, they'll add a dollar to your account. And then once you accrue however much money you want, you can donate that money to a charity of your choice. Oh my God. I need to mention this to Damien and next time you come in or talk to him, you need to mention it as well because (laughs) we need to do that. Yeah. It's like such a great program. Yeah, it is like, holy crap. Like you think about how much plastic and stuff we go through in a salon and like how, oh my God, we could totally turn that around. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. So not only do you get to feel great about like recycling just in general, but then you get to donate money to a charity that like costs you nothing other than your time to send something in and they give you the shipping label for it. You don't even pay for shipping. It's insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to talk to my boss about this. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, living proof also, I think like companies just in general, if, if they put a goal out into the public, it's kind of like they hold themselves accountable to reaching this goal. So living, living proof put out that they're going to be, um, 
they're going to decrease their like virgin single use plastics by 50% and then increase their post-consumer recyclables by 50%. Um, and then they're going to have a completely a hundred percent recyclable packaging by 2025. So I think just putting something out into the universe that like you're going to do something holds you accountable. And I think it's yeah. very honorable. Right. Me too. I love that. And I always actually did like living proof as well. Um, and to hear that makes me love them even more. Like that's they're great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, and you hear about these brands and, and you see them and, you know, there's all these like ads and, and that you don't know like the details all the time of, of how great they actually are other than like, it actually works in my hair. But like, so I'm so glad we're doing this because now people are going to know like what brands are good and great for like the world. So yeah, some of them definitely go like above and beyond things that you don't yeah. even think matter. Right. Right. I never would have thought. Okay. So I want to talk about vegan, vegan products. When I see that a product is vegan, my first thought is, oh, cool. Like they don't test on animals. I love that. I'm going to get that. Like I'm going to tell everyone being vegan doesn't just mean that they're going to not be testing on animals. Like there's so much more that goes into it that I've just recently learned, but maybe you can even tell me even more. So what are some other things that brands do to be hundred percent vegan? Definitely. There is like a huge misconception with those two words, like vegan versus animal cruelty free. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like really important to explain the difference between the two. So a, a vegan product or like a vegan diet means that there's no animal ingredients or animal byproducts in that. Something that's cruelty free means that it's not tested on animals or if animals are used in that product that they're humanely treated. So the two words are not mutually exclusive. They don't go hand in hand. They don't have to overlap. So like a vegan product could be tested on animals and a cruelty free product could contain animal byproducts. So <laughs> like, yeah, it's so if, if like the animal cruelty and like animal byproducts mission is really important to you, you need to like do your diligence, read your product packages, research your brands for both of those words. Cause vegan and cruelty free do not go hand in hand. Right. So right. for, for, for something to be a hundred percent vegan, it cannot contain any animal byproducts or anything from an animal. So like in the beauty industry, those are mainly like beeswax, honey, lanolin, squalene, gelatin. And like, I think the number one one is going to be keratin. So like our hair is made out of keratin, our nails are made out of keratin. Like there's not really anything better to put back into it other than keratin. And there's currently no synthetic version of keratin available. So anything keratin, if it's in your hair product, it is an animal byproduct and is therefore not vegan. Okay. And do you know, is it, see the beeswax one sort of like throws me for a loop, like, and maybe, maybe you don't uh, really know the answer to this, but is it hmm, like, that's, that's not vegan. I'm so confused. (laughs) That was, yeah. Beeswax was actually the last ingredient that R and co, which I know you're familiar with. Yeah. that was one of their last reformulations. They went 100%, Arnco went 100% vegan in 2019. They yeah. removed beeswax from a couple of their formulas and reformulated them with like natural ingredients instead of like they found an alternative that was um, vegan. So yeah. yeah, beeswax, I think it's just, it's an animal byproduct. Totally makes sense, right? But it's also like, to me, it's like, I don't know, like if I made something I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I get it. I do get it. I'm not going to delve too deep into it because I yeah, do. Get it. It's just yeah, sort there's of definitely rabbit holes with it. I exactly. remember. Exactly. I, 
Yeah. When I first started, I remember I had one of, I was, my company's based out of New Jersey and I was carting around one of our brand educators, our brand managers, and she was on her cell phone having a conversation about Arnco and how one of their products contains something called diatomaceous earth. Do you know anything about that? No. <laughs> so diatomaceous earth is like ground up fossils. So oh. this customer was angry that this company was claiming to be vegan, but has fossil remnants oh. in their product, which is like, I ended up having, because I'm like a total nerd about this stuff. I like researched it further to see like what the fossil is that is in diatomaceous yeah. earth and it's algae. So like now the debate oh. is like, is algae an animal? Cause it's like a living microorganism, but it's just, it's just how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? That's totally, that's what it is. That's super interesting. And I got really offended. Like when you said that they were putting crushed up fossils and I'm like, girl, why did you just get mad? Like they're not even alive anymore. Whatever it is, it's not alive anymore. Millions um, of years. Right. Right. Um, but then I'm sitting, I'm sitting here questioning, questioning beeswax, like, hello, Nicole. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's really, really interesting the things that we put into things, you know, like to just for beauty, like that's so crazy. That's definitely. Um, uh, okay. Um, oh yeah. So I read somewhere that man-made ingredients can be considered clean, which is again, mind blowing. Um, as long as they're non-toxic, can they, do you know, like, can they also be considered like eco-friendly? Do you know? Um, so yeah, I will preface this question by saying that like, as soon as you said like man-made, I like an alarm goes off in my head because I'm extremely biased. I'm like so biased on this is like completely my humble opinion. Um, <laughs> but I think that because of this whole movement, the whole like natural beauty, clean beauty thing, that there's mm -hmm. such like a stigma applied to the word like synthetic now. I think yeah. like pe people hear the word like synthetic or chemical and they just get like this nasty taste in their mouth because yeah. they want to see that word natural on their product packaging. But kind of back to the beginning, what we were talking about, there's, there's really no regulations on these like quote unquote natural products. So just because something says that it's natural doesn't mean that it was, you know, n like ethically sourced or organically grown or anything like all of these buzzwords that you assume that it does mean. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't brought into a lab and synthetically altered in some way. My favorite comparison as far as like eco-friendly and synthetics and like lab work is like the diamond industry. So like, do you remember when like the diamond industry came into the light that everybody was like, can you believe like how just of a disaster the diamond market is? Like Hollywood <laughs> did movies on it and like everything yeah. was just brought to light about how horrible it was. So yeah like scientists, they got some carbon and they got these like incredibly powerful machines and they just grew diamonds in a lab and solved all of these like sustainability and ethical issues just by like using their brains, which is like crazy to me. Yeah. So I and, think, right. Yes. But going back to like living proof, one of my favorite brands, they are a completely synthetic, like man-made company like they create their own molecules everything's like done in an MIT lab like right on campus so like the head research developer at Living Proof is the um lead research doctor at MIT for cancer research so he actually wow. developed Living Proof as a way to regrow his patient's hair with cancer diagnoses Aww. so 
completely non-toxic, like actually trying to help better the health of people. And yeah, and so I think they're eco-friendly because we just talked about that. Like that's incredible. Yes, completely well-rounded. So I think just because something's like man-made or made in the lab, it shouldn't, like, I hate that it has such a negative stigma because we are doing like really great things. Yeah. There's great things coming out of it. Yeah, I totally see that now. Because obviously at first when I was reading this, I was like, ew, synthetic. Like, I don't I don't want fake stuff on me. Meanwhile, I have my, I have hair extensions in, in my lash. <laughs> I'm like, ew. Yeah. And fake the, stuff. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's like, uh, it kind of like humbles me is like people hear the word chemical and they think like, ooh, gross, the word chemical, but yeah. like wa- water is a chemical. Like right. if, you, <laughs> if you have too much water and too much, too much oxygen, it's like toxic. So yeah, I think it's, it's all consumer use. Like I'm, I'm the first person that has like, I have an AHA, like alpha hydroxy scrub that I use weekly. And it clearly uh-huh. states on the package, like don't use this on your face, but you know, I'm in there once a week, like rubbing it on my face. So the first time that I get a reaction, I'm going to be like, okay, I understand why this is not the intended use for this because now I have to walk around with proof that I broke the rules on my face. I mean, there you go. They could put your face on the package. Like this is what happens. Yeah. Don't be this girl. (laughs) Don't be this girl. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, keeping to eco-friendly, um, can you tell me the benefits of using an eco-friendly line? Are there any, uh, maybe disadvantages? Um, so I think just in general, it's pretty obvious that the benefits going to be protecting the earth. Um, like as I was like sitting down to prepare for this podcast, I'm like watching this Amazon commercial on TV. That's like, I would do anything to tell my son, like I did everything I could to like protect the world for him when I'm like gone, which is like, that's like the most you could ever hope to do is just, you know, protect the earth. And it gives so much back to us that why wouldn't you do everything you can to protect it? So I think that's, I mean, it gives you a good feeling that you're, you know, you have a belief system and you stick to it. And I think you strengthen your beliefs and that's, I mean, there's really no better benefit than that. Um, something that's eco-friendly. I know it's, we discussed, it's not like mutually exclusive or hand in hand with the clean beauty movement, but assuming that the products that you're falling in love with and everything are just in generally, you're going to be healthier, um, back to like the impact they can have on your endocrine system and your hormones, like your hormones play such a huge role in everything that your body does that even like your mental health can be impacted by just, it's crazy to think that switching your shampoo and conditioner can like impact your hormones enough that you're feeling like a serotonin release or an endorphin release that you know makes wow. you happy. That's so crazy. Yeah, that is crazy to think. Like, but I also totally believe in that stuff. Like, you know, there's people out there that, that aren't sure. Um, I totally believe in that. That's and but it's still like crazy. It's like there's yeah, yeah. it's just crazy. small steps can make you yeah. hair to like think of some better words because <laughs> because I, I my shampoo has some serotonin in it or something. But um yeah. that's so crazy. I love but it yeah. so much. Yeah, the I guess like and as far as disadvantages go, I would say the only thing that is the disadvantage to this is that we're human beings and change is hard and we're stubborn. I mean I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm stubborn and I don't like change and sticking with something is difficult. And, you know, making these decisions over and over takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research to like find a brand that you like dive into their like 
ingredients and their beliefs and find out what they're actually doing with their products if it's important to you. But I think that's the effort involved in that. Even if it might be a disadvantage, it's definitely still worth it. And that's why you're so great because you come to us at salons and you give us all this amazing information and we can relay it to our clients without them ever having to, you know, I don't want to research products. We can just tell them. Because you yeah, that's, tell them. that's why they pay you the big bucks, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's why you get paid the big, big bucks because I'm not the one researching, girlfriend. You are. <laughs> you're just yeah, I mean, relaying that yeah. information. Yeah. Nobody wants to do the research. Like, I mean, you have hair nerd in your title. Like you have to like it a little bit. I mean, I like to know everything. This is true. I, or at least I can say I pretend I know everything. Um, but this is, a, this is one thing I can say that I was not very well versed in before this conversation. Um, and now like I've said it a hundred times already, but totally mind blown. And I can't wait to go back to the salon to talk more about it. I can't wait to talk to other people about it. I can't wait for people to hear this and just be like, wow, like it's really important to, um, to, to probably make the switch. Um, but you know, I definitely love that you gave me this information that I can go walking around flipping my hair saying, yeah, add another thing that I know because I know everything else. (laughs) Well, if you need any other info, you know how to reach me. Uh, You know, I will bug you if if, uh, necessary. Um, I, so um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Like anything else you wanted to to sneak in there, talk about before uh, we end the convo? No, I think um, earlier before we started recording, I, I know that we mentioned that like us as a distributor, Deep Pasquale in general, we have like such a huge variety of yeah. brands that have such different beliefs. So, I mean, there's definitely something that will align with everybody's morals and ethical dilemmas and everything like that. Right. So if anybody has any questions, they can definitely help like ask me. I'm not like biased with the exception of how much I love living proof and, you know, science, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm like, I will help anybody with any questions that they have. And if I don't know the answer to it, I will definitely figure it out for you. That is so awesome. Do you have some, uh, like information, like, do you want them to email you if they have questions or, um, like creep you on Instagram? Yeah. And either option is fine by me. Um, it might be easier to find me on Instagram just because email is like a long bunch of scribble words. Cause it's always my last name and nobody can spell it. Um, yeah. but my Instagram handle is Erica E R I K A and then underscore D Pasquale co. Awesome. Awesome. So if anyone has any questions, please feel free to ask Erica. Don't ask me cause I'm, it's all still sinking in. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much, Erica, for joining us today. I really, really, really appreciate it. You get, you've given us all a lot to think about, and I know I sure will be making, um, the switch, um, to all clean and eco-friendly from now on. I am going to really look into, um, living proof for sure and see what they have to offer for my, for my hair. Um, so thanks again so much. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this and you have educated me so much and hopefully everyone else as well. Oh, no problem. I am very happy to help. All right. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to A Common Thread, the official podcast of Pittsburgh Fashion Week 2020. This podcast is sponsored by Rothschild Training 
located at 717 Liberty Avenue, Suite 203 in downtown Pittsburgh. For the best in sustainable diamonds from a company built on accountability, honesty, and integrity, go check them out. And for more information, visit RothschildTrading.com.